Here we go. Another edition of A Burning Desire to Talk with Lou and Mark. I'm Lou. And I'm Mark. How's everybody doing tonight? We hope you're having a, a great start to your week and a great night. It's cold tonight, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in our area where we live, Lou, we had a little cold front coming in. <coughs> hey, they're saying even, uh, even uh, towards the end of next week, I saw a thing where we may get a surprise with a, a storm. We may get a uh, possibly a white Christmas on the uh, east coast of the U.S. Oh, There's really? A, yes. Oh, storm. that would be great. Yeah, storms coming through. They say we may or, you know, may not, but it might be close. You know, we might get one. Oh, wow, that'll be awesome. It's been a few years since we had um, a true white Christmas. And then, you know, it's one of those things that you always uh, you always hope for, especially this time of year. Uh, we're within a week of um, one of the most important uh, dates on the calendar. And, of course, um, you know, religiously, uh, what it stands for, December 25th, uh, Christmas Day. Although we all know, you know, that wasn't actually Jesus' birthday, but it's the date that uh, that was chosen for the calendar. And uh, I don't know about you, but it's definitely one of my favorite holidays. Oh, yeah. For obvious reasons, but even just going back, it really helps to bring out your your inner child, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful night. It's a clear night. Um, it's uh, a little, little cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, you um, can see your breath tonight, Lou, as you talk. Mid-30s, uh, definitely not a night for me to be wearing shorts and a sweatshirt. <laughs> Had to bundle up a little bit. Yep, yep. Um, you know, Christmas is, Lou, is, um, I don't mean to cut you off, mm-mm. but uh, we both do that to each other, don't we? I, uh, I'm thinking, as you said, Christmas, how, how, how important of a holiday it is. So many people I talk to, I say, hey, what's your favorite uh, holiday? So many people say Christmas. And I ask me, oh, yeah. what's your favorite holiday? And say Christmas. And it's hard not, you know, you can't argue with them. You're like, yeah. And, um, and it's funny because a lot of people think, well, Thanksgiving, people get together, you know. Definitely one of my favorites. It's the whole time yeah. period. I told you before, for me, the holidays really begin right around um, Halloween, yes. really. Yes. Um, as soon as we start getting within a week or two of Halloween, that for me is the beginning of the, the holiday yes. season. Yeah, and kids like Halloween <laughs> so much because they're going or you're getting dressed up. Adults like it too for getting dressed up, but the kids get the candy and stuff. It's really grown over the years. It has. It has. Well, you know, a lot of it so much of it is marketed too, but you know, but Thanksgiving, everybody likes, you know, the camaraderie of getting together with family, but Christmas, everyone gets together Christmas time too, but, um, just Christmas to me just seems so powerful. It's just such a powerful holiday. And to your point, I mean, I've known for a long time, and so many others talk about it too. You know, look, with the actual date itself, is there paganism in, involved and goes back to that time? You know, yes, you heard that. Even the ancient Egypts, which which way predate, you know, the whole time of Christ and a few of the other uh, civilizations since then, um, you know, Greek mythology, all different ty- types of um, had different um, things with uh, that actual date or that roundabout time frame. So we right. know there was paganism involved with that. So who truly knows the actual birth of Jesus um, himself? You know, that was the date that was picked, why they came up with it. I'm sure there's a bunch of different reasons. But to me, it, it's just still the uh, symbolism of itself, you know, honoring the uh, the greatest person in my mind that ever walked this earth and a lot of other people that feel the same. Well, know? it's the pinnacle of life. Isn't oh, it? yes. I mean, it yeah. represents all our lives. It represents all our births. It represents, um, you know, obviously the, you know, what it represents 
religiously, but also from a marketing standpoint, of course, with Santa Claus, it takes you back to, to when you were a child. It's a, it's, a, it's a peaceful time of year. I mean, even during World War II, the Battle of the Bulge well documented that the, uh, <clears throat> the Germans, uh, they ceased fire, yep. obviously, and the Germans sang um, uh, A Holy Night, right. and, and, uh, and the Americans, uh, you know, were, you know, 50 yards away listening uh, listening to that. And imagine that in a time of war where in a specific battle where so many lives were taken, um, they still found a moment to, a peaceful moment, to um, to rejoice in in the birth of Christ, right? Think about that. You know, when I first learned that story... And given story, the fact that they were Nazis to begin with. Yes, yes. <laughs> Think about that. You know, when I, I first heard that story years ago, um, I was like, wow, that was shocking. And it makes you think, what else during a time of war would people that they call the enemy actually cross enemy lines and actually see their opponent, who they should be fighting to the death, right? And actually and come will to, be in a couple hours. Yes. <laughs> and, and, right, they're going to go back to doing that, can actually pause, break bread, so to speak, you know, for lack of a better term, just to... Uh, get together and rejoice in something because they had something in common and something in common and to your point the pinnacle of life think about how their souls had to have been torn take out the whole human side of it and the instincts and everything their souls were teeter tattering back and forth between hey listen lose over here marks over here let's say that we're at odds and or you know we're instructed to go against each other but something brings how many other things in the world would actually do that and break down that invisible barrier and bring people together that's well, pretty it's, powerful it's always peaceful during um, even in 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 times of uh, of strife and and war, uh, you know, uh, combating factions always find at least a couple hours to say, let's, let's, you know, put our shit aside for a second and let's just remember that today Jesus was born. Whatever yeah. Jesus means to you, yeah. you know? Yep. And that's a, that's a pretty powerful thing. Super powerful. Now listen to this. You know how you just brought up some history there, man. You went right up my alley. You know me and my, I love my history. Uh, I'm such a history buff. Um, and I had done a lot of studying years ago. And every time I pick something up and read something and learn something else and more, I always try to share it with other people. And uh, I was learning of very ancient times. I love the ancient times. I was always learning about, and I'm talking about things that predate last millennium, the millennium before that, and try to go far back as I can. I love the archaeology about things. And I was learning uh, and following up and, and researching uh, different ancient um religions and, and different spiritual individuals at the time and stuff. Did you ever hear of a, um, you don't have to answer, I'm just throwing it out there. There's a religion called uh, Zoroastrianism. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. It's pretty long. Zoroastrianism, right? It's very no, long. No, I can't say that I have. And a lot of people don't. Um, it's very, very old. It goes back thousands of years ago. And when you think of the religions that we know of, like the Abrahamic religions, you know, uh, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, they're not that old. You know, they're really not that old. You know, they right, only comparatively go... speaking. Correct. Yes, they only go back like the last, you know, 2,000 years. And then same thing with uh, Buddhism is not that old. Hinduism, a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. You know, it goes back, you know, prior to the AD era and stuff. But this other religion is one of a few others that were very old. They go back thousands of years ago. And this Zoroastrianism actually existed in the area of Persia in the bc era right makes um, sense yep and it was uh throughout parts of uh the western half of india what is modern day iran 
Uh, anybody can look this up. You can, if you're bored and you're just sitting around and you have nothing to do, look this up. Um, they actually um, existed for a very, very long time. Uh, fire. It's funny that we're sitting around a fire right now. Fire was one of their, if not their biggest symbol. They would burn the fire and meet around the fire. Uh, they had uh, prophecies uh, of the future. This is pretty interesting, and I'll get to that in a minute. And they actually, um, I believe they were monothe monotheism. I, I believe they were believed in one God. I can't remember if they actually taught of different gods or just believed in the one God. Uh, they may have had multiple gods. You know, a lot of the times. Sure they did. That's what all the older religions did. But it existed for a time. Now, they're spiritual leaders. You know, uh, think about all the different spiritual leaders or, or heads of religions nowadays. You have like priest comes to mind pastor comes to mind um what else do you have you have um rabbis you know come to mind you know a monk will come to mind a yoga uh yogi i'm sorry will come to mind all these different different names guess what the name of their religious leaders were during this religion this time What's they that? were they were called the magi their okay. religious leaders ah. were called the magi right ah. now the reason why i tell you that and you can look all this up online it's very interesting um, by the way, side note, this religion still exists today. It's practiced, I think, by about three to about 600,000 um, Arabs uh, in Arab countries, mostly in Iran. Uh, they still have the fire burning. They still have an area where you can see some of their ancient monuments, you know, their old ancient uh, archaeological uh, uh, structures there where they had um, little pits with the fire and stuff. And uh, it's really interesting. You can look all this up. Um, but the reason why I tell you what name, name of their uh, religious leaders were, they had different prophecies. And one of the things that they actually mentioned was the coming of an era of a Messiah that would come to them would be in the West. Huh. And if you hear that story, and these guys will rem remind you, this religion date backs hundreds, if not a couple thousand years before, or at least a couple hundred years, maybe even a thousand or two thousand years before A.D. in the B.C. era. Man, think about the story that you're always told as a Christian, right? Right. There's the star, there's the manger, you know all that, Mary and Joseph. The Magi. Right? And they're going, and who's the first people that come to visit from the east with gifts with gifts from the east the magi the magi wow you know it's funny when i was a younger guy i only knew half the story and when i was older i did more research and i looked and came across that other story and i'm like wow is that not interesting you know and uh it's 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 very interesting another thing that's also kind of interesting am i rambling too much on for you no here? no it's 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 uh well to your point it's interesting yeah in that um Again, we've always known of the Magi, but we've always known of the three yes. Magi. Yes. Now, in, um, the, in, the, in, the, in the land of Israel, in the ancient times, you know, most of the, there were the Jews, right? There were the Jews. Everybody was known as Hebrew. They had different um, areas. You know, there was the Canaanites. You know, you and I talked that before. Different sects. Different sects. Different group. Just like we have in modern day. You know, you have this group over here. You have people that are unorthodox over here. You have, yes, there's all these different sects. Well, there was this one group that was called the Essenes. Mm -hmm. And the Essenes were actually like the minority. There wasn't that many of them. 
Uh, they weren't well known. They didn't really move around with a lot of the population. They weren't like in the area where everybody was living, the heavily populated area. They were more like in the outskirts. They were out in the desert. That would be today like being uh, uh, out in the rural area. Right. You know how look, you talked about you grew up in the city area, you know, an urban area, and we live in the suburbs. And then you have these people that are more rural out there. That was them. They were more like out in the, you know, the, the desert, you know, mm-hmm. the area that was really... Um, sparsely populated they weren't with the densely populated area and uh, they were a very spiritual group they were a very spiritual group they would write on scrolls all the time you know they would write all the time and it was it, it was a belief in their sect that they always said and it didn't just happen all of a sudden. You know, everybody knows the story that, you know, they hear an angel came to Mary and stuff. This goes well before this, generations before this. They always knew one of the women was going to bear a child that was very important. They all knew it. They didn't know who it was going to be, but they knew it was going to be one of them. One of the women was going to be chosen. One of their own. One of their own. They definitely knew it was going to be one of their own, but somebody. But in didn't know room, when. Didn't know when or who. Right. They didn't know when or who. They just knew it was coming. And they knew that eventually one of those women would find out that, look, look, here you go. You're chosen. You're the one. Wow. And you're going to be the mother of this uh, Messiah to come. So the Essenes were very, very, very powerful people. And um, and a lot of people don't know about them. And, and yeah, what do you think that is? I don't know. I almost feel like it's been suppressed, man. I mean, that is like it's that been, is um, I that think is a, prophecy come true. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. You know, you and I've talked about different things, and I even said, you know, maybe at other times of fires we could talk about different things. I kind of like to talk about this one right now because, you know, it deals with Christmas, but. You know, we can always eventually talk about other ones where, you know, how I said they wrote things down and they put them on scrolls. Right. Well, they would sit out in the desert and they would, they were constantly praying and they constantly, mm-hmm. you know, wrote so much down and they rolled their scrolls up to save them and, and they put them away. And I'm sure you heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls. A lot of people have heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Right. You know, they were just found in the 1940s. Okay. So you had all the Bible was written you know by just four writers they all say it's just these four writers but when these these in the 19 i think it was like 1948 or something don't quote me in the year but it was definitely in the 1940s that there were some like shepherds walking along um, a cliff hillside or whatever and there were a couple young boys in the group and the story goes in these there was caves and I guess they had whatever they were walking with, their sheep or whatever animals they had. And, you know, they threw, they were definitely some kind of shepherds. So they threw some rocks or stones into these. I guess that's how you check a cave if anything's in there. They threw them in there right. and they heard a crash. And when they went in and they looked in there, here was these um, ceramic, like, giant vases, you know, that they had broke, something like that. And uh, when they went in, they saw there were scrolls in there and they pulled them out. Well, here they pull them out and they find all these old writings you know, wow. and, and some of them were from the Essenes and stuff. And these writings were never able to be like added to the Bible or anything because uh, they were hidden for so right, no long. No one knew they existed. I, I still about a time capsule. They are, they are like a time capsule. I actually still think these are like the hidden gem. I still think oh, everybody absolutely. hasn't revealed them enough. Not even just revealed them, dissected them enough, analyzed them enough, read through them because it's almost like you said a time capsule that has been sitting there on ice just waiting you and know I, to be I, found and i wonder who would be able to decipher them because if it it's really a uh, 
a, uh, um, a population that little was known about just because of how they lived. Yeah. Right? And where they lived. And very little was known about them. I mean, obviously, after thousands of years, you know, they found, you know, proof of their existence and so on and so forth. But, um, and, and they have these scrolls. But <clears throat> I wonder who would be able to, to, to even uh, decipher them to truly get the, uh, the actual message that, that lies within them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that they have plenty of, like, uh, linguists over there that can, and, and maybe in their archaeology communities. That, that know enough. That can know enough yeah. and can look at and read. Now, the, the language that the Essenes actually spoke was a language called Aramaic. And people are like, well, might mentioned like, that before. Yeah, people might be like, well, what the heck's Aramaic? Well, it's not Hebrew, but it's like a version of it. It's kind of like how you know English and you know Spanish, but they're both Latin-based languages, you know? And you can speak English and you know the, the Spanish too. Well, they, they all spoke Hebrew. And if you ever hear Aramaic, it sounds like Hebrew, but it sounds like... Arabic also, like a little bit of a mixture of the two or whatever. And yeah, it's kind of like Sicilian and Italian. It's, uh, yes. the, the, it's a different dialect. Different or dialect. Even, or even the uh, Portuguese that's spoken in Brazil is it's a different dialect than the Portuguese that's actually spoken in, uh, in Portugal. Yeah, so, so the Essenes, this community of Essenes actually spoke Aramaic, as I'm sure a few other communities spoke too, but that was the main language that the Essenes spoke. Uh, it was Aramaic, and uh, I'm sure the Hebrews could understand Ar- Aramaic, and the, the the Essenes could understand Hebrew, you know, and anybody that lived in Israel could have, they probably could have understand each other. It was just a different dialect. So so imagine this community of the Essenes, they all spoke it. Mary would have spoke uh, Aramaic, uh, Joseph would have spoke Aramaic, and then Jesus himself, as a child, you know, as a human, in the human form spoke Aramaic and a lot of people don't I think know that that he and you can look this up online anybody can find this his 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 first language was Aramaic um and it's 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 an awesome language if you ever listen to it I mean nowadays we're lucky to have phones and and computers where you can actually listen to different languages and you can put it on and you can listen to it and it's we have apps that'll teach you how to speak a language within you know, months of, uh, of picking it up. Sure. Yeah, sure. So, so, you know, you and I have talked about Christmas before, and we've talked about the birth of Jesus. And I know a lot of different times you and I have had fires, and I'm always like, hey, should we talk about historical Jesus? You know, just in our fires. You know, not even recording, just in our fires. Because I find the story, just from a historical standpoint, so interesting. And this is the beginning of it. Actually, this is a little bit before the even beginning of the coming of Jesus. You know, he's born. We know a little bit about his background now. We know about the history of the family. We know their language. We know what the community's name was. We know where they lived. Um, It's so interesting. It was already prophesied well before that he was coming, but people wouldn't know that if you're only Christian and you only study Christianity views, you may not know about Zoroastrianism and that there was an actual other group that said that a powerful individual as a Messiah would come someday. It's so interesting, you know. And when, and when they were born back in that day, they would give the person their name, and a lot of times they would describe, you know, where they were from. Now, I'm going to touch on um, the language a little bit more, if you don't mind. We know that they spoke Aramaic, 
and I want to clarify something because I know I post different times on, on social media about this too, or even in conversations with people I talk about it. We always say Jesus. We always talk about him as Jesus. But his name in their language, in Aramaic, is Yeshua. Mm-hmm. Everyone back then would have called him Yeshua. And, of course, the name gets changed over time. You know, the, the Romans... Uh, had had their lettering system and their alphabet and the Greeks did also and I've read over the years many different theories that when they spelled out Yeshua their J almost looks like it would be the Y uh, I'm sorry the Y sound would look like the J sound right and then it it almost went to Zeus linguistics yeah and then they were calling him like Isis and then it was like Zeus in Greek, and there was all these different manipulated ways. So, so it gets distorted over time. And then sure. you get into West, the West, you know, uh, once Western th- theology comes along, and our English language, or even Spanish, or any of the Latin-based ones, now it's Jesus. Now we're just calling him Jesus. But his name in Ar- Ar- Aramaic was actually Yeshua. It's a little bit closer to almost, almost Joshua. Right. You know, but it's Yeshua. And his last name was, you ready for this, mm-hmm. was Ben Yosef. So, because you would, when you were born, like your kids would be born of Lou, you know. And and I and I wonder if Ben means of. Probably born of, yeah. Born so, of Joseph. So his name was Yeshua Ben Yosef, and then later on, people would call him also Jesus of Nazareth, you know, because that's where he was from. But right. I, it just sometimes it's you. So many people say Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, and think about how many people probably walk around and think that his name was Jesus. You know, he was born Jesus, and his last name was Christ. Like, it, like, like, what was it, Mary Christ? And right, it was Joseph exactly. Christ. You know, nobody probably has that distinction until you're having a conversation like no this. One, no one ever bothers to uh, to really think about it and separate it from that uh, from that standpoint. Yes. Why would you? Right. Uh, you know, this is what you know. This is what you've been taught. This is whether you went to, you know, Catholic school, Christian school, uh, uh, took catechism, whatever it is. Yeah. And based on where you live, you know, he's Jesus Christ. And, right. And, you know. Right. And But it's a good point to make because I venture to guess that if we ask 10 people. A uh, hundred people, sure. A, a thousand a, people. A million, yeah. What was Jesus's last name? They'll I, say. Every single one of them would say Christ. Christ. I, I say that all the time. I say that all the time. I actually found a meme one time and I put it on social media and it's a person standing there and it says, yes, his name was Jesus, but his last name was not Christ, you know, they say on that, because Christ was his description of what he was. That is like saying, you know, you you are uh, uh, Lou the preacher, you know, right. or Lou the rabbi, Lou the messenger. Uh, you know, we give these people names all the time. Uh, somebody could be a pilot or somebody could be whatever it is, the general, you know, whatever. So if you think about it, you know, what is the Christ? The Christ is the Christ conscious that we always talk about. You and I are always in, we might not be saying the word all the time, but we're talking about. It's the way of living. It's the understanding of the self. It's having the love. It's having the empathy. It's caring for thy neighbor. It's understanding all these things and this message that he brought. And I think it was later on in his life that he actually started to get the name. They were probably saying things like Yeshua, you know, of the Christ, you know, or, you know, maybe it was even reversed, you know, you say things in front of others, maybe Christ with Yeshua, whatever it was, but then later on, centuries go by, a millennial goes by, and everyone just starts calling him Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, but he's really, Yeshua ben Yosef was his real name, or Yeshua from, um, uh, or Yeshua the Nazarene. They called him Yeshua the Nazarene. Well, and that would stem from the, the language that the Romans, um, yes. 
spoke because, for example, in Spanish, it's his name is Jesus Christ would be Jesucristo, yep. and or uh, Jesus de Nataré, de Nataré mm -hmm. uh, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth, or Jesus right. Christ. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, so, and 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 being that they're it's a Latin-based language, and of course uh, the uh, the uh, Roman influence, the Italian influence, it, it's very um, uh, similar. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. I think that. Um, that's interesting, though, because you're right. <clears throat> Most people, if you ask them that, you, you, without a doubt, they're going to reply his last name. They'll probably say two things. One, if, if, if you come across someone that's actually given it some thought, they'd say, well, you know, did Jesus have a last name? Right? That's number one. Or number two, really the, res the response to a man would be, well, what do you mean? His last name's Christ. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. <clears throat> And it goes as it goes so much uh, deeper than that. Yeah. Well, think about even with kids, you know, or you know, young students, you know, people that are just hearing about Jesus Christ. You know, they're being taught about Jesus Christ. They have probably no idea. And like you said, you could probably pull all of them and say, "Hey, does everybody know about Jesus? Yes. What's his last name?" You probably unanimously, everyone's probably going to say Christ. You know, what would be interesting too. Just and, and listen, we're, we're just talking, right? Mm -hmm. And we've discussed this before. We know what Jesus was like as an adult. Yes. And we know that, you know, we know the, the story of Jesus as a baby. Right. Right. Well, what about in between? Mm -hmm. What was Jesus like at 15? Yeah. You know, was he, because he's human at yes. this point, right? Was he a rambunctious 15-year-old kid, you know? Mm -hmm. um, what What was he like? What was he like in his 20s? Right. You know, what was he like just as a, um, as a, as a preschooler, you right. know? Um wouldn't that be something to, to, to find that out? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> to see what he was really like. Yeah. Well, we know one thing for sure, and we shared it at this fire, that um, we know that uh, it was new ahead of time that he was coming. Uh, they knew the actual group that he was coming from. And when he was born, uh, we know what his name was. And uh, we know later on his teachings also give him the title. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. The, the, the Christ, Jesus the Christ the Christ is actually the title. You know, it's no different than putting a prefix in front of someone's name, whether it's a general or whether it's a pilot, whether it's this, right. that, a priest, father, you know, whatever you want to call somebody. But that's what it was. So he brought to this world that Christ consciousness um, and that higher level to that he wanted everybody to understand that he came for. And um, it's a great story. And again, that ancient uh, religion religious group that was well before him make a note of that lou you can look it up online their teachers uh they're very wise wise spiritual teachers were called the magi well and you you've prompted a thought um as always and and this is something that i think uh, we ought to look up and see if we can find and if you're listening yeah you can do the same um so if the magi knew that one of their own would um, bore the Christ child, right? Mm -hmm. And that Jesus was coming. I wonder what they knew about a possible return of Jesus. Mm -hmm. As so many people are speaking about today, so many signs are showing um, that he's that his return is imminent. Um, I wonder if there's anything in those scrolls about that. So, but I think we'll save that for next time. Yep, another good topic. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. I think on that note, we'll say goodnight. Peace.
Hey guys, don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. But wait, before you go, go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks a lot.